the Tea Health Show, the medical lifestyle show. I'm Dr. Mark. Um, we are back in studio with us, uh, Stacey Holland, the gut coach at the Tea Clinic, and our producer, Simpiwe. Now, we're talking about the gut, the effect of hormones on the gut, and mm. actually the effect of gu- um, the gut on, on the brain. Mm. So, And even the gut on hormones. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because it from that um, perspective. it's very interesting how both testosterone and estrogen mm. is metabolized in the gut. And the met- metabolites of both these two hormones, DHT, estriol, estradiol, and estrone, hmm. have effects on the gut and on the brain. Yeah. So, Stacy, interesting fact. Because of the vast number of nerves in the gut which makes up what we call the enteric nervous system. The gut, Simpiwe, is often referred to as the second brain. Why is that? If you look at those nerves, just a picture of that enteric nervous system, it almost looks like our brain. It does. So every single part of the gut has a direct connection to, to the, the brain. brain. And we're talking about it from a physiological, uh, a biochemistry perspective, but there's also this physiological connection. Yeah, there's actual nerves. Yeah. So when someone says, I have a gut feeling. Yes. That's actually It's the legit. brain. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well put. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it is exactly that. Now, further to that, we have a direct communication to the brain from the gut via the vagus nerve. Yeah, the wandering nerve. Okay. So that one is quite, quite interesting. Mm. So in our previous um, episode of this series, we spoke about the microbiome. And I just want to touch on a couple of things there. So when we look at studies, we see that men with higher levels of testosterone Women with higher levels of estrogen have a bigger diversity of microbes in the gut. Mm. And the more diverse your uh, microbiome, am I right? Microbiota, actually. The, The more diverse the microbiota is, which means the more different species there is, the bigger the genetic variants, Mm. the microbiome, and you know what, then the healthier the gut. Now, there's also a couple of things um, where we know that we are now starting to talk about the gender Mm. biome, Mm. where different genders um, have different effects and need different types of Bacteria, mm. and we see this in the fact that there's a huge difference in the microbiota and microbiome of men and postmenopausal women. They have the same microbiota 
and microbiome compared to that of menstrual women. And this shows us mm. that our sex hormones, testosterone and estrogen, plays an incredibly important role in gut and mm. gut health. Mm. And, you know, but let's just quickly go into those different hormones and then we take a look at how the micro the genome yes. okay. affects the brain. Okay. So, Ceci, our, our microbiome is constantly in interaction with the enteric nervous system. And this is, this is what we just said, that nervous system that's in the gut because of the sheer amount of nerve endings that's there. It regulates the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin, serotonin, dopamine. Mm. And it's the serotonin and dopamine that then goes to the brain and it affects structures in the brain, like mm. well-being, mm. brain fog, etc., etc. And also, there's this um, belief that these well, these microbes are breaking down food, breaking down chemicals, producing their own set of chemicals. Some of them hormone-like in their structure. So you know what these are called? They are chemical messengers. Yes. Um, these two structures. If I ask Simpy Weaver's question, let's see if it <laughs> I like putting her on the spot. Do so, you know what? I look like a naughty little boy. So, Simpy Weaver, which is the most, the two most important organs in the body? Um, isn't it the skin and the heart? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried. Ladies and so gentlemen, the answer does not reflect my intelligence, okay? Not no, at all. You know, but pe- all. People would think that. Why the skin? Because the skin is a barrier function and it, it's it what communicates yeah. with the outside. So, yes. yes, I think it's incredibly important. Yeah. In my opinion, this is my opinion. <laughs> so, you know, you, I'm the that. quiz master. So, in my opinion, um, there's two organs that are more important. Stacey, what do you think they are? I think the brain. You see, I, I'm biased because I spend so much time looking at the gut. Yeah. Um, and I see the gut as one organ, even though it's multiple, it's a, it's a system of multiple organs. So I'll give you 50% so far. Okay. Um, so you said the gut and the brain. And the brain, because of that gut-brain okay. axis, yeah. So you know what? I see the gut and the brain as one. One, yeah. That's, okay. a, that's another so point. So the most important organ in the body actually are the kidneys. Ah, So really? why the kidneys? Because the kidneys is where most of our chemical messengers that affect the composition of everything in the body mm. comes from. It's the kidneys that controls blood pressure. It's the kidneys that controls alkalinity. And you're saying it's the kidneys in isolation or the kidneys and the adrenals as? The, well, you know what? I would say the adrenals are hormones. Yes. Without the kidneys, the adrenals can't function because True. it's... Yeah. We pick up what is happening in every other part of the body in the kidney. Kidneys. 
So at some point we'll talk about kidney health, but let's come back to um, the role that testosterone has in the gut. So we said that it controls neurotransmitters. It controls digestion. Mm. So Stacey, earlier you asked me a question. So ask that question again. I asked you about the influence of testosterone on peristalsis and motility in the gut. And for those that are not sure what peristalsis is, it's that wave-like motion throughout the intestines that moves food from the upper digestive uh, tract of the digestive system all the way through towards the anus. Suddenly my mind goes to back when we were you too young. You won't know this. (laughs) But you know, either the cheesies, the cheesy straws that you had to get... Or Dirky. Do you remember Dirky? Yes. So for you. What is that? Like what? So everyone will remember Dirky. Um, or even your, your, that straws with the sherbet that we yes. used to chew. Okay. Yes. So that's peristalsis. So where testosterone plays a role there is twofold. First, it speeds up the movement. Mm. Of food through the gut, which has uh, a beneficial effect on getting rid of the toxins mm. that are in our food. Mm. Okay, there's a reason um, animals, especially your ruminants or ruminants, mm. Mm. Um, and things that eat plants, yeah. have to eat clay because it absorbs those toxins. Mm. Now, for them to get the Ultimate or the optimal amount of nutrients out of those toxic uh, uh, leaves mm. that's full of poisons, etc., etc., mm. is by having a very long gut and for things to move through slowly. Yeah. But then we have to absorb toxins, and they're breaking down okay. in the amount. So of testosterone yeah. helps us to speed up that process. What's interesting here is then what is the connection because low vagal tone decreases. Motility as well So if we think about vagal tone we, We're talking about the communication Between mm. the individual nerve cells mm. That then communicate with the muscle fibers In the gut lining yeah. So here testosterone and dopamine Plays an incredibly big role So dopamine is responsible for communication between individual nerve cells. Mm. Testosterone elevates dopamine levels. Ah. So there's your connection. The more testosterone we have, the better the communication between our nervous system, being at peripheral, central, enteric, therefore better motility, Better movement. And the reason why I ask this is because when you find, so my coaching is based on gut and psychology syndrome, how the gut affects mental well-being. Yeah. People with, on the autism spectrum, people with epilepsy, people with depression, people with anxiety. Brain have Cognition. Yes. Low. All of them. Motility. Mono, low motility, which means locomotion action. Yes. Now, the other, and, and this is the incredibly important part that, you know what, your, your sex hormones, specifically testosterone and estrogen play, is because, um, they affect the way in which 
chemical messengers and uh, our other colleague Yvonne will help us with this mm. and in, we'll have a series with three of us mm. where the neurological pathways that are damaged can be repaired through testosterone and um, what we see with that is better movement mm. in patients mm. lower incidence of Parkinson's disease, which is associated with low dopamine levels. Mm. Estrogen, which protects us against Alzheimer's disease, yep. which is also a disconnect between communication in brain areas, different mm. areas in the brain. Mm. So um, we spoke about probiotics a little bit earlier. And... Listen careful, guys. <laughs> this is very nice. Um, if you want bigger balls, which guy doesn't want bigger balls? <laughs> um, if size you, doesn't matter. Uh, you know what? It might not matter to women, but big balls makes us feel manly. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I get that. Completely. So, um, the higher your testosterone levels in your gut, mm. the high, the bigger your balls. Mm. So that's, the, that's the, the life trick right there for all There for you all go, men. guys. <laughs> if you did not know. We're going to see a wave of men running to health stores in order to buy probiotics. Probiotic. <laughs> and this is exactly it. When we, when we put mice, yeah. male mice, on a probiotic diet, the testicular size increased. Human trials showed if we take... Probiotics, we have better quality of sperm Mm. and higher serum levels of free testosterone. Testosterone. So, you know what? Get a probiotic if you want to fill out a Speedo. Mm. You know why this is fascinating from a physiological perspective? In these intestinal cells, we have tight junctions. These cells are very tightly bound to one another, connected to one another. When we see dysbiosis or leaky gut, these cells start separating. So there's a gap, a juncture in between that cell. The microbes that become or that are opportunistic or pathogenic start burrowing their way through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream, which the immune system would yes. then tag as something that is a foreign object. It should not be here. Yep. So we see inflammatory markers, for example, would then increase, inflammation would then increase. But these toxins, these endotoxins are starting to make their way to the testes. <laughs> Mark is like, we are so on the same no, page. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just sewing some pee with. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's sexy. Like, what are you going to say next? What, what, like, stealing my stuff. I'm thinking the same thing here. And that for me is also fascinating because that's how obesity, adiposity, and this low testosterone is linked with gut health. Absolutely. So now let's take it to the next one. Let's take it to estrogen. Estrogen. So estrogen is produced through a couple of places in the body. Your gonads in women, that would be ovaries, adipose tissue, fat tissue. But we also ingest estrogens. These estrogens are then digested in the gut. Mm. Not only 
is it the estrogen that gets fed? But the metabolites, that, that, that products that we, that we get by breaking down estrogen mm. has the direct influence on the host. In other words, Us. you and me. Yeah. Okay? So sex hormones, testosterone and estrogen have a direct mm. influence on the metabolism of bacteria in your gut because we need these bacteria to change estrogens from conjugated to unconjugated okay. and back again. Okay. So conjugated estrogens has a certain role to play and then they have to be unconjugated and there we use bacteria and bacterial enzymes, mm. enzymatic processes, which is Dependent on bacteria to change them into an unconjugated form. Okay. And to metabolize them, we have to change them back. So all of these things have an effect. So when we say we're consuming estrogen, because we know that in some of our meats, and this, all is, our the, meats, yeah, basically. this is a reason, a cause for, um, or a case for rather, consuming better quality produce across the board. What about the consumption of xenoestrogens? And, so and, and explain xenoestrogens because I remember when I was confronted with this question and it was on TV um, by you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I didn't know what the hell you're talking about. So um, I bullshitted my way through that one. So please explain well, xenoestrogens. I think I'm also still learning about xenoestrogens, but they are chemicals in a chemical structure that mimics estrogen. Oh. But which form of estrogen are we talking about? And so what, and when we talk about estrogens, we need to understand that estrogens are a combination or a group, a group yes. of different hormones. Yeah. You have three. Um, Sister Elise, forgive me if I get this one wrong. <laughs> so you have estriol, yes. estrone, and estrad estradiol. Yeah. Yes. So I uh, shout out to you. Right? So, you got it right. <laughs> but you and all it. three of them yes. have a different role to play in reproduction, in our peripheral as well as central nervous system, on different organs and on different areas of the gut. And they and and metabolism. Absolutely. You need all three of it. So I, from what I, I'm starting to understand is these xenoestrogens in whichever structure or form they enter the body start to become endocrine disruptors. And the endocrine system obviously is a system that is extremely sophisticated. It, it's, it, you know what? My frustration with trainers and people that tell patients or the man in the street, uh, you know, to take this testosterone mm. and that and this mm. and this, uh, because, oh, but it's going to make, oh, you know, they have no idea how incredibly difficult, complex, and interactive mm. the endocrine system, system is. is. Microbiology is easy. Chemical yeah. pathology and endocrinology 
is incredibly, <laughs> yeah. incredibly difficult. Yeah. If you know what we study as doctors and we specialize as doctors and we mm. still don't understand. Mm. So someone for someone that me. just think that he can read um, something yes. off the internet yeah. um, and That's then think, oh, uh, this will work. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, influence. Okay. Yeah. And to think I was just reading up about it yesterday. No. <laughs> I, like, that was the career someone part I wanted to go to into. That it's like a symphony. And you think that one instrumentalist in that symphony is not going to make a difference. Oh, absolutely. But absolutely it does, you know. So I think that's it. It's just this harmony of chemicals but coming you know together. What? It's, it's what you are saying. It, it resonates with me because mm. you can have a violin play. Mm. And when you bring the other exact same instrument playing in Sync, mm. same tune mm. together, it's a completely different, different sound. Yes. Now bring all your other string instruments yes. together, and that forms just the string part yes. yeah. of your symphony. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how intricate this is, mm. and the conductor mm. of all of this is not your gym trainer. Yeah. So, this, this, um, an interesting thing is the disparity between diseases between men and women in the gut. One of them, irritable bowel syndrome. We know that it's more, uh, it affects women more it's than more it does yeah. men. Yeah. But it's about so many things that you have touched on already. It's the permeability of the gut. Mm-hmm. It's the the way in which your sex hormones and your microbiota affects immune response mm-hmm. and immune modulation. The gastrointestinal transit time, which we know is directly affected by testosterone, but also affected through estrogen. Mm-hmm. Because if we look at m- women, menstrual, Different times in the menstrual cycle, they have different transit times through the gut. That's why sometimes you feel bloated. During pregnancy, it's completely different. Why? Because I need to get more nutrients out. Mm. And then postpartum, Mm. where, you know what, you have to change it up again. So, Stace, we're running out of time, but there's a couple of things that I think we need to touch on. And that is that one, the effect that our gut and our gut health has on the brain mm. is only in the infancy of starting to be understood Good, yeah. and actually being explored. Yeah. Anxiety, depression, brain fog. Mm. You spoke about this dysbiota mm. or dysbiosis. Mm. And that is when we have an overgrowth of certain pathological bacteria. And this is not the stuff that necessarily gives you a runny tummy. No. uh, Or an ulcer. No. These are just day-to-day organisms that are out of whack. Mm. Um, We know that they affect us. And there's two things that I think we should really try and supplement. And give me your opinion. Probiotics. Yeah. A good probiotic, which is a topic all on its own. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll bring that up here. Yeah. And your omegas, omega-3 and 6. Mm. 
Healthy foods, mm. you're the gut expert. So, so from my perspective, healthy foods are removing, if you want to improve your gut health, there's a period where you're going to remove certain starches. Um, your white foods, um, all the way up to things like butternuts and squashes and even sweet potatoes oh, for a so short I, period of time. You, I had, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I had that exact same reaction. So you need to sit in my office when Stacey, Yvonne, <laughs> and myself are together. Elise just takes notes because it flies. I didn't know. So and just tell other. us this. Yeah. Um, pumpkin. Yes. Your green. Yeah. Pumpkin and that liver haxi pumpkin that you put on pumpkin is good and it's literally on the border is better than sweet potato and squash. That in the same WhatsApp group well, of health, yes. you know, like we they all together. You no. see, this is why there isn't even healthy foods and unhealthy foods. The only unhealthy foods we know that are your processed sugars, your processed fats like trans fats. We know all, all of us agree on that. What becomes unique to every individual is how their body responds to the makeup and the structure of the sugars in these other starches. And so something like butternut and, and sweet potato could influence people that are already struggling with those gut issues. And when we take it out for a short period of time we allow that lining of the intestinal tract to heal we allow the microbes to balance themselves out into more beneficial microbes then we find that the people start to break down the butternuts and the sweet potatoes a lot better and it's funny you have some people saying i take out sweet potato and immediately their brain fog lifts immediately those joint aches lift and because Mm. they kept it in thinking it's a healthy food it was the one food item they never thought would actually be causing any issues no so the other one is Fermented foods yes. And you know what I still don't know what kimchi is, is Kimchi is a fermented yes, cabbage it's, Yes it's cabbage and daikon radish <coughs> In it And <coughs> no this is stuff that Ooh. we knew Sauerkraut So when we say take probiotics They are food versions of probiotics Which are more bioavailable to the body Because the body recognizes it as a food item Okay so tell us one of those So kefir um, Kefir ke- is I think of kefir as a lime Really? It's, it's got You have kefir lime, or is it something else? No, not that I know of. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, I don't know. Amas and yes. sour milk. Yes. Those are good probiotics. You're talking my language. Make them at home, guys. Don't okay. buy them on the shelf because there's other stuff in there because now the health industry and the food industry is cottoned onto these. So kefir. If you give me sour milk, <laughs> you're going to eat it again yourself. <laughs> Because Oh come on Come on It's so nice That's exactly what you want That's been packaged And put in a capsule And you charged A thousand rand for it Which you could drink Sour milk Okay Sour milk Kefir um, Homemade creme fraiche um, Sauerkraut And just the juice Of sauerkraut Kimchi Be careful with kombucha guys Because kombucha Oh yeah That's that fermented Juice. Yes, but it could still be high in sugar if it's not fermented properly. Remember the, the so microbes eat the sugar. So technically a good fermented food is quite bitter or sour in taste. It's not sweet because oh. then the microbes haven't digested all that sugar. Okay. So we're running out of time. Yep. What do we avoid? Avoid starches. Artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners. Sugar. Processed sugar. Honey is okay, but it's got to be raw, unheated, unfiltered, and non-irradiated. Um, and I would say start there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, something, last one. Mm. Intermittent fasting. People, you don't uh, think about what intermittent fasting is. Stacey, you and I spoke about this. Yeah, it's not what people you think can't, it is. <laughs> you can't fast from 
8 o'clock at night time until 12 o'clock the next day every day. Yes. That's, that's, fasting that's just fasting regularly. Yeah. It's not intermittent. Intermittent fasting means that today I eat, tomorrow I eat. Then for a day, I don't eat because I don't have food. Mm. Uh, then I eat uh, for half a day. Then for three days, there's no food. That's intermittent fasting. That's so interesting because I've seen a couple of apps and they have the, the whole like eight hours. Don't yes. eat. It's, and it's not intermittent. Hours, you know. It's, it's oh, regular, regular eating fasting. and regular fasting. fasting. Okay. Correct. Stacey, as always, oh, thank so you for nice. being here. It's so brilliant. Simps, thank you for doing this. Next, <laughs> our next series is going to be a novel approach to weight where we combine yeah. Stacey and Yvonne's Mm. Um, two big things The neurological system mm. And the gut With what I do Balancing hormones It was fabulous Have Perfect. a great day See you next week Cheers guys This has been the Tea Health Show With Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith Sponsored by the Tea Clinic For more information Contact admin At the tclinic.com